Hey there, everyone. It is Denise Salcedo. Welcome back to the channel. My guest for today goes by many, many names, but we have none other than John Hennigan here in the house. What's up, John? Hey, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, Johnny YouTube Boxer, Johnny Fusion, Johnny Underground, Johnny Impact, Johnny Mundo, Johnny Nitro. I think I probably should be in the Guinness Book of World Records for the wrestler with the most John-based ring names in I the think history so of the too. It was funny because when I was scheduling this interview, I was like, wait, what is he going by for this specific interview? Like, what what name do I choose? Where do I go? I'm, I'm John Hennigan. Right. That's the, That was the one thing that I was like, okay, let me double check and make sure I'm good to go. And yeah. we'll go from there. Because I was like, you got so many names, you know? So there's a lot to definitely uh, pick and choose from. Full circle. Because I started as John Hennigan on, on Tough Enough. And now I'm back yeah. to John Hennigan for MLW. The shoot name, brother. It's so much easier, isn't it? Do, do you prefer it? Um, at this point, I don't know who I am or where I am. <laughs> You're like, I'm just Johnny wherever I am at this point. It would be easier to just be like Johnny Los Angeles. I'm in Los Angeles. Be, I was going to say you could be LA Johnny. Ooh, LA Johnny's not bad. Because <laughs> you know how they're doing the whole LA night thing. I was like, okay, like Ooh, LA Johnny. That'd be a hell of a tag team. Oh my gosh. There you go. There's an idea. Yeah, seriously. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right in because you're seriously somebody that I feel like every time you and I see each other, we come across each other, we're always like in a different place in time. It's like, oh, you know, we for I first uh, met you at Aralucha, and then from there I'm seeing you. Oh God, I think I saw you at GCW, and then I interviewed you at Impact. See, it's always someplace different, and now you know here we are. So I want to start you're off doing with a lot of stuff too. I'm trying. I'm trying to keep up with you, man. You're ahead of you. Two steps ahead of me. You got a YouTube channel. You got all these subscribers. I'm trying, right? I'm trying, yeah. but honestly, but it's funny because it's even like early interviews that I did, like back in the day, like with you, like that impact interview that we did is really what led to those subscribers and you know everything from there. You're so, welcome. yeah, exactly. It was, it was either that or your hard work. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I do want to start off by asking you, and this is kind of a broad question, but, you know, the last couple of years, you sort of have had, um, you know, a lot of freedom to really do so much. You know, you mentioned, uh, you know, mentioning different promotions. You've gone back, you've done stuff with the indies. You you were at uh, AAA. You were doing stuff now with MLW. I want to start off by asking you, what has that feeling been like for you to kind of be able to put all of your hands in these different cookie jars? I like cookies. <laughs> um, you know what like um everybody i mean yourself included gets into the entertainment business because they're creative they want to create they have stories they want to tell and um that's that's why i started i mean that's why i majored in, in film that's i wanted to make action movies i was a wrestling fan that's why i started doing professional wrestling because it, it's this perfect combination of everything i like it's it's physical it's storytelling really at its best, it's emotional because that's what you're trying to evoke from the crowd. You're trying to make people feel something. And the cool thing about what I've gotten to be able to do is try to tell stories to make people feel a lot of different ways. I've been a good guy, a bad guy. I've been telling nuanced stories. And um, with, with film, you can get even more nuanced and more intricate. And with wrestling, God, like there's nothing that beats the instant gratification of hearing from a live crowd how what you're doing affects them. 
because when you do something on film, um, it, it takes a long time. Like it, it can take years from inception to writing, to shooting, to editing, to then submitting it to festivals or getting it on Netflix. And then with all that time to then get feedback. So um, I, I guess the be able to do all this stuff is really creatively fulfilling. Yeah. And I feel like you're always flexing that muscle because not only are you like writing like projects, you know, you're producing Absolutely. and then you're going out and travel. You got to account for travel time too, where you're going to all these places, you know, that takes a lot of time and energy. So I'm curious, what does your, your average week look like for you? How do you make sure you keep everything on point? You know, there is, there's no average week. I think that's the best way to answer that question. Probably for, for you too, for people in entertainment, there's, there's absolutely no average. Um, last week, I was I was home. I was I was training boxing quite a bit for something we'll discuss later. Um, this week, I'm also training boxing quite a bit, but I'm making my debut at Lucha Vavoom. Um, MLW is on reels, I believe. Uh, Tuesday, February seventh, is the debut of MLW on reels. Um, I've got a show in Tijuana on the 9th i don't even know what day it is friday <laughs> on saturday and then uh back so this week i've got four wrestling shows plus boxing training the debut of mlw next week um going to the uk so it's just like there's no average it's just different you know but it's exciting though. I feel like it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you like really living this life that, you know, not very many people can say they go out and live a different life every day. And I feel like that really is like the cool thing about it. So um, I do want to ask you before we get into MLW and everything is I just had your wife on here, Taya, uh, who I love, by the way, and I just had her on a couple of weeks ago. So we were yeah, exactly. We got something in common for sure. Yeah. Um, and, you know, she was kind of telling me a little bit about how you know, basically along the same lines as you, you know, going around and doing everything that she's doing, her her clothes, her wrestling, just so much. So I was thinking about this and I'm like, okay, like I clearly know that they both have very busy schedules and I know you guys work a lot together too, but how is it that you guys try to also find, uh, you know, not just work time, but also, you know, bonding time, relationship type, relaxing time between you and Taya? You know, well, first of all, like MLW is great for that because we're, we're, on we're both on MLW, but we're together on the show too. So we get to be creative together and travel together for MLW. Not every show is, is like that, but um, the weekend after I get back from the UK, a film that the two of us wrote together and produced together is uh, playing at the Man's Chinese Theater at the Golden State Film Festival here in LA. It's called The Iron Sheik Massacre. And that's a good example of something that we set aside time to do something together, something creative outside wrestling, even though it's kind of about wrestling. Yeah. But it's a, it's film. It's a different medium. Um, I think making time to be creative together because we're both creative people is really important. And then um, like, it sounds cheesy to like set up date nights, but when you're busy, it works and you need it. Yeah, that's true. I almost feel like you kind of, it, it's like this weird, it's different from what you would normally think as like a date night. It's also you guys going out and working together is part of you guys being together. So it is, you find that balance to make it work. And I do like the whole fact about you guys getting to like work together, but not just like in a, oh, we're on the same show together. 
but to create something together is an entirely different thing. Uh, so when you guys work together in that manner, whether it's like, you know, writing and, you know, you mentioned uh, the short film and everything like that. Um, what would you say is that working relationship like? What is one thing that she's really good at that you're really good at that you kind of bring together? Um, she's she's really good at at being her. And I'd say we're both very creative, but our processes are are different. She's more instinctual than I am. Maybe even a more natural performer. And for me, like if I'm writing something, if I'm cutting a promo, if I'm doing anything, I'll want to write it down and revise it and revise it and revise it, <laughs> even tape it, watch it back and then revise it again. And um, she's like, is the opposite. She wants to have bullet points and do it and have it be done and move on to the next, which is like really good because I I could use more of that. A lot of people could. <laughs> it's two polar opposite things. I, I get it, you know, because it is one thing like, you know, I've, uh, you know, I was, I got to interview, when was it? Uh, for Triple Mate, I got to talk to Taya there and she was just like, it was so, it was so great actually because she came up to me and we we're going to do this interview, but she had just finished her match. And so, you know, she's all bloody, kind of a little bit disoriented and she's like, what's going on? She's like, everyone's telling me something different right now. And I was like, okay, calm down. This is what's happening. This is what's going on. And she's like, thank you. But the second we went on, it was just like, bam, bam, bam. She nailed it. Even though she had all of these different people telling her, go here, go there. Uh, you got to do this interview. This is what's going on. She just like nailed it instantly, like right on the spot. She like, she works really well under pressure. When it's time to deliver, she just gets the game face on and goes out there and will wrestle or do interviews or even acting. She's ex extremely natural on camera and, uh, and it's more nuanced because acting is, is smaller than wrestling because wrestling is kind of similar to live theater and you need to be big so everyone can see you and hear you and especially because there's people way back there in wrestling. But she can toggle back and forth between wrestling, live theater, filling an arena, and then feeling big, but being more nuanced and smaller because the camera can go in there and like just take it <laughs> from your face. I love that. I love that you brought that up because it, it's true. It's two different types of things. It's almost it's almost like the equivalent of like stage acting because you, you got, you know, the big performances. But then obviously when you're studying film, it's, you know, a lot more, uh, you know, compressed and whatnot. So that is an interesting uh, way to look at it when it comes to wrestling as well. Um, so let's go ahead and dive into uh, MLW because, you know, you're you're you just made your debut with MLW. You've kind of got the ball rolling there. Uh, you mentioned you're there with Taya as well, but they have a pretty diverse roster uh, with that being said tell us about how this opportunity came about and what made you decide to be like you know what let's do this with MLW well so this is the second time I've worked uh, with MLW um, with, with court and um, the first time I was there it was a really good experience um, it was in the the first uh, war games match and um, I mean I expected like Strickland Tommy like a, a lot of the same guys but um this time it came about because obviously Taya was already working there. And um, she mentioned to Court that um, that had an injury that had healed up. And um, me and Court have always gotten along really well. And I've been watching what he's been doing with MLW, especially now that it's on reels. Obviously, it's a great time to talk about how it's on the come up. And um, 
talk about what a great roster he's put together. So I think Ty was a part of it, had nothing but really good things to say about it, which I already knew and expected. And then um, she asked Court to hit me up. He did. We worked it out. And um, now I'm really pumped to be back in a faction with, uh, with Ty, obviously, and um, Cesar, uh, which is uh, a throwback to Lucha Underground. Um, Luis is his name fantastic dude like he's an amazing actor but um since lucha underground uh him uh ty and i i'd, I'd say became friends he's got a sailboat in marina del rey a lot of people don't know this oh, that's nice um he has taken us out several times on what are definitely my favorite sailing trips um, oh that's so nice but, and it's so I'm, nice I'm, out there too really not the best sailor oh like, <laughs> crashed into the rocks one time in the channel no uh, made it really fun for me like we were on a double date actually and i don't think his date liked it but like kira or taya was um speaking spanish to like all these fishermen who were trying to push us off the rocks with their fishing poles and then uh cesar was, was trying to somehow like get his boat off the rocks and i was jumping out and trying to hold it off the rocks so it wouldn't <laughs> get smashed and then the coast guard came and got us off and uh, after that, we had an amazing day, but it literally was like the most fun day because of that. Hey and, like, man, it's an adventure. Yes. <laughs> Even though and you crashed into some rocks. Um, me and Taya loved it. Unfortunately, his date did not love it. <laughs> oh no, I, I'm but guessing was that really was the fun. end of that relationship. Yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> oh no, he's gonna hear you say this story and be like, what, what, what the hell, bro? You just told everybody my, my well, date was a disaster. <laughs> It wasn't as disaster was going well until the, the <laughs> I kind of feel bad though that he's that happened because person though he's like, come on, let's have a good day. Like he's the most positive, good guy. And like he's very talented and passionate. He's he's a uh, one of those people that makes you better when you're around him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. So well, that, keep, we got, we keep, got an, keep an eye out on those sailing trips. trips. Oh, we're going again. Like next next time, next time we can, we're definitely going back on the boat. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, so I guess with that being said, you know, I was going to ask, you know, what your experience has been like so far with MLW and, you know, everybody else and everything that's been going on. Oh, well, so we also got Sam Adonis in our group who is uh, very familiar with Lucha Libre, spent a lot of time yeah. working down in Mexico. Um, but the, the roster in general, you know, you got Juicy, you got Batu, Lance, um, <laughs> Bumaye, we got Willie Mack, Harry Smith, uh, Davey Richards. I've, who uh, I have like have known for a long time, but didn't get a chance to wrestle until MLW, which is awesome. Um, I'm leaving so many people out, like Enzo, Microman, Lindsay. Like the, the roster is is stacked. And one of the fun things about wrestling, the more you do it, it's like you have met everybody. I've almost met everybody, but you don't really get to spend a ton of time with people unless you're on the same show or working with them. And right. now it's like going from like different high schools, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> and there's different circles of friends that are, are friends and you don't get to see people until you work with them. So it's been really nice getting to see everybody and catch up with everybody. I like how you kind of painted that picture because it is kind of true. You know, if you're in one promotion, it's like, here's your group of friends there. Then you're in another promotion. Here's my group of friends there. Uh, you know, considering that you've been pretty much everywhere, uh, how do you make sure to keep in contact with those that, you know, you've developed, uh, you know, strong relationships with uh, over the years? 
You know what? That is a very good question. And it's not easy because the life of an entertainer pro wrestler is uh, pretty busy. So text groups, but also like there's, there's people like, uh, I don't know, like say I don't talk to Drew McIntyre a ton, but whenever I see him, like we'll pick up where we left off and like we can talk for five minutes or like five hours and just like catch up on everything. And I feel like a lot of people are like that because there's so much brotherhood, sisterhood within the pro wrestling community and people have so much in common. And there's so many stories that that I know about uh, people that Drew McIntyre to go run with that. For example, knows that I've got a ton to tell him, he's got a ton to tell me. And the same could be said for like Willie Mack, or Enzo or Harry Smith, everybody, you know? And so when you see people, it's really fun to hear what they've been up to. That's awesome. And I feel like you always get some, some good stuff out of that conversation and whatnot, and then go pass it on and do what you need to do. Right. Um, okay. So I do want to go ahead and switch gears because as we mentioned at the top of this, uh, you're going to be making your uh, first official uh, sanctioned boxing, having your first official, uh, be- oh, I can't get that one. Oh my gosh. You're going <laughs> to, Sanctioned boxing match. Yeah, your first oh, official boxing. sanctioned boxing match. <laughs> Finally got that out. Um, yeah. you know, you're gonna be doing Creator Clash too. April 15th and right now there is this huge trend where we're seeing influencers get in there uh you know creators get in there and do boxing and do this and that and so this is one of those events but also you know it's going to be uh you know going to charity and all of that so that's really nice but I want to start off by asking you um was this something that you were already interested in doing did this just fall in your lap how did that all work out so I mean I've been a, a fan of boxing for a long time Never did I ever think about boxing personally, um, but I was at Creator Clash 1. Uh, Nathan Barnett, a.k.a. Dad, was uh, the first fight of Creator Clash 1, and uh, he asked me to be in his corner. And at the time, I didn't realize how big the event was going to be, but I was excited to watch him fight in his first fight. And when I went and saw like how well he did and how excited everyone was, like all, all the influencers that fought on Creator Clash 1 had a really good time and the crowd had a great time. And when they were, when uh, iDubbbz, Ian and Anissa were were booking Creator Clash 2, putting it together, I think they were looking for someone to fight Harley from Epic Mealtime who won his first fight in Creator Clash 1. And um, since we'd met, they just asked me if I'd be willing to fight. And I said, yeah, I actually said, yeah, but I don't want to fight Harley because we're friends. And then he said he would fight me. And then I was like, well, if he wants to fight me, then sure, I guess we can fight. You can't back down now. If he said yes, you kind of got to say yes too, right? Said like, I was like, bro, I don't know if we should fight each other. And then he's like, might be too epic, bro. And I was like, what? The epic meal time just texted me epic? Okay. Um, so that's kind of how it all came together. And now April 15th, in about two months, we're going to punch each other until one of us can't stand up. How are you feeling? Because do you feel like you, because you know, you obviously you're a wrestler, you have this wrestling, you know, you're a wrestler. Do you feel you have added pressure where like it's, you can't lose? Yeah. I mean, there's that, but then there's also my wife who said like, if I lose, expect to get knocked out twice on April 15th because she's going to knock me out for losing. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. That's amazing and terrifying at the same she's time. Joking, but not. 
<laughs> okay, so where are so how how are you? Are you nervous? Are you excited? Are you anxious? What are the emotions? Ooh, all those things. Um, you know, it's it's like similar to a wrestling match, like uh but I haven't had four thousand boxing fights like I have wrestling matches. Um, this is gonna be the, the first time that I've boxed. I um training with Josh Burnett, who's obviously a wow. former UFC champion, MMA legend. And um, when I asked him to train me, he just said, sure, John, I'll train you. But just so you know, boxing is your worst thing. And I was no. like, well, it, it, he's not wrong. I, and I was like, yeah, Josh, I know. I know it's my worst thing. That's why I need you to train me. <laughs> and um, I've gotten a lot better. I still have a, a long way to go. But um, it's been really fun, not just learning a new skill, but like being kind of under the gun and like being forced to learn. And uh, I mean, I forced my, myself by putting pressure on myself by taking this fight, which I, I feel like is kind of a fun thing to have like this crazy like goal and is this date hanging over my head, which makes me extra motivated to train every day. So I'm curious, there's a lot I want to touch on here. And the first thing is, what is it like to train with Josh Barnett, who's, you know, seen it, been there, done it all? Scary. <laughs> um, it's like, it's like trying to box a grizzly bear. <laughs> oh, God, I can <laughs> imagine it. Kind of like stands there and like, he'll just wait. And like, if I punch him, he'll just block it. And if I punch him in the head, sometimes, like, I realize he like, let me do it for to learn. And I feel like I punched him hard. But like, it didn't even phase him. And every, every once in a while, he'll let something rip just to let me know that like, hey, keep your hands up. Um, it's, it's really good. He's, he's actually a, a great coach. He's very knowledgeable. Um, I've known him for, for a, a long time. I've trained MMA with him before, but never boxing. And um, it's uh, productive, I guess is the best way to put it. And not to switch gears, because I still want to talk about Creator Clash, but I do want to ask you, because you are going to be at Bloodsport. I just saw you announced for that. Um, so I'm very excited to also get to see you at Bloodsport, too. Obviously, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Yeah, Johnny Bloodsport's back. Oh, um, yeah. I, I like Bloodsport. I can't say enough about it. It's uh, March 30th. Four uh, March 30th at 4 o'clock uh, at the Ukrainian Cultural Center. Ukraine. Yeah. You just plug it for me. This is great. <laughs> I'm up to date. I'm like, I'm up to yes, date. <laughs> I'm already planning WrestleMania weekend, seeing what events are going on, this you and that. To. There's so much. Yes, um, there is a lot, actually. Um, so sport, yeah, like Abushi's going to be on Bloodsport. I'm, I'm pumped. I think uh, it's going to be a sellout. If you're watching this and you want to go, you should probably get tickets soon if it's not already sold out. It's a, a really cool, unique event in the world of professional wrestling. It's a throwback to what wrestling was. And it is really fun for me because I feel like I have this like strange fight IQ that's like built up from Capoeira, pro wrestling, stunt work, boxing now, um, traditional wushu, which is Kung Fu, MMA, grappling. And like I'm an expert at none of that. Um, well, pro wrestling, maybe I'm an expert at. But <laughs> I would definitely say so. Blending, blending all of it together is is really fun for me. 
Man, that's so cool. All right. So I do want to touch back on Creator Clash though for a second um, because I I wanted to, I was curious about this as I was thinking about this because, you know, obviously as a professional wrestler, you know, you've got your groove going already. You've, you've you know, been at this for years and you already have a certain method and, you know, things that you do on a weekly basis to do what you need to do to stay in shape and all of that and, and you know, keep it going, right? Um, so I do want to ask you, you know, what's been like the biggest difference in terms of like preparing for a boxing match versus everything you've already known and done in pro wrestling? Uh, well, f first of all, like I didn't know how to box. I'm still learning. So like, it's a completely different thing. It's like learning, learning a new skill. Um, and like the specifics of it are bizarre for this event. Like think about this, like last Sunday I woke up and drove to Aaron from Game Grumps' house and fought him in his driveway in the morning for an hour. And that wasn't even a weird thing. Just been fighting YouTubers. <laughs> and um, the, they're really good. They're, they're, they push me. They're good, like good fighters. They've been training hard. Everyone's taking this very seriously. Um, and I think I'm more nervous for this than I have been for a, a wrestling match in a long time because when I wrestle, I'm very confident in my ability. And um, I don't have that confidence yet because I'm just learning this uh, craft, practicing the sweet science, so to speak. And uh, it's fun. I like I like learning. That's so cool, man. I'm excited for you. Uh, do you think, depend depending, does it depend on the outcome, whether you'll give it another go or are you already planning on doing more boxing after this? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm down to fight again. I'll fight anybody. Any okay. one of those Paul brothers, like the the ugly one, the less ugly one, whichever, uh, KSI who, who beat the tall one, um, Salt Poppy, whoever. I I, I like boxing. Um, I'm not planning on losing, but I'm not afraid of it, and uh, I, I think it's a really fun thing to do. Man, I'm really excited for you. I can't wait to see it and see how it goes. And and I'll I'll be I'll be rooting for you definitely. And on top of that, because I also don't want to see Taya have to knock you out if you lose afterwards. <laughs> right, yeah, you've talked to her. She's scary. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I can see it. I, I would not mess with Taya whatsoever. Um, so now let's go ahead and hop into our final portion of the interview aside from our game that we're gonna play in a second. But um Here's my question for you. You pop up everywhere. Uh, can we expect to someday see you uh, do some more stuff with AEW? Can we ever expect to see you back in WWE? Um, well, there's a saying in wrestling, expect the unexpected. So yes, where? I, I really don't know. Um, but both those companies are great places. Impact is awesome. MLW is great. NWA, AAA, like wrestling is is a really fun thing to do aew and wwe are on the biggest stages right now and uh both of those have deep stacked rosters also so sure all right and i do have another question for you about this because clearly you know your your history with wwe you were there for a very very long time many many years um so with that being said i want to get your your perspective on all of the talent change uh, ta management changes that we've been seeing as well as you know the rumors and the reports out there that there might be a potential sale of the company as someone who was there for a very long time uh what's been like your reaction to all of the news and all of that coming out i mean it's all first of all it seems crazy, right? It's all like change is crazy. I can't believe like the Vince left, Vince is back, Hunter's in charge. And the 
without getting into the nitty gritty of everything, it seems crazy until you think about things historically, because in that frame, it's not that crazy because that's what happens to civilizations, to businesses, to specifically the wrestling business. I mean, when Vince McMahon started it, basically he put a whole bunch of territories out of business, got a national TV deal and built WWF at the time up to what it is today. Um, and that came out of turmoil and turmoil is it happened with WCW and WWF in the, the race back then between those two companies and WWF won. And now AEW is on the map and now Vince is back and he might sell the company to Saudi Arabia. Like it's, it's chaotic. It's interesting. And um, I think it's part of the intrigue of the business. I think so too. And it's been really great to kind of like follow along and see what's going on and what's happening and who's doing this now and this and that. So it has been crazy. Um, now my final question for you is here. We're just started this brand new year, 2023. Uh, you know, in just a couple of months, you're going to be doing the creator clash too. You got your, you know, your film projects lined up and you know, everything that you're doing with, uh, with MLW. So I do want to ask you, you know, what is the bucket list goal for 2023? What are some of the things you want to accomplish this year? Whew. Some of the things, first of all, um, win my first boxing fight. That's definitely on my new year's resolutions lists. Um, have a second boxing fight. I don't know against who or, or when yet, but dealing with number one, first, um, make another film project. Not necessarily sure whether it's going to be a short or a feature, um, but I've, I've got several concepts and a few scripts that I, I want to shoot. Um, raising money for that is the trickiest thing and it takes a lot of time and effort, but I'm planning on putting some time and effort into that this year. And coming back to wrestling and surpassing where I was prior to, I uh, basically tore my groin in Australia last year and it's been a long road back. But um, it's so funny, like I, it affected some of my twisting, like a twists, aerials, like side flip, sidekick, stuff that would not matter to anyone, <laughs> except it bothers me that I can't do this, the same type of side flip, sidekick that I did prior to the injury. But getting all that back, uh, basically getting to like 110% recovery, I say that because I want to surpass where I was uh, prior to the injury. And I think it's possible. It just takes intelligent, hard work. Exactly. I think you nailed it right there. Intelligent, hard work, consistency, and everything that you need to do to rehab it and get back to where you were and even better. Um, all right. So John, we are about to wrap up this interview, but one of the, my favorite things that I love to do is I love to ask my guests 10 very random questions uh, because it's kind of a special way for your fans to get to know you a little bit more. So I'm going to put you on the spot really quickly and ask you 10 random questions and you just answer them however you please. Okay. So let me just get it's the like last speed round, right? Yeah, it's really the, the kind of lightning round, but I let people take their time with it. So it's not really a lightning round because you can talk as much as you want. Okay, so and let's get into it. Here we go. Question number one. If you could have starred in any movie ever, which would it have been? Whew. Drunken Master 3. Um, Jackie Chan was in Drunken Master 1979. The year I was born it was a long time ago. Drunken Master 2 might be my favorite movie of all time, 94. Definitely wouldn't want to replace Jackie Chan because nobody can. So Drunken Master 3. 
All right. Question number two, favorite Hollywood shooting experience. You're talking about movies shooting, right? Yeah. We'll, we'll stick with movies. Yes. Okay. Um, let's see. Boone the Bounty Hunter. Um, and that was the one that I wrote, produced, and, and acted in. And um, it was probably where I learned the most about production because I was involved in every aspect of that. And um, a lot of my favorite sequences in the movie were done with like a B unit, which was just me and a tight-knit group like of my close friends and with no permit. And we would just go out and get some parkour stuff or falling down a hill. And I learned basically that you can get almost the same quality stuff with a small unit as you can with a big unit. You just can't shoot a huge scene with a ton of people or background. And um, for those type of things, you need like the big boat, so to speak, like a, a full like hair, makeup, wardrobe, couple cameras, everybody. But I kind of like down and dirty filmmaking. That's really cool. I like it, you know, especially when you're doing the whole thing, like on the spot, no permits, got to make what you, you work with what you've got, all of that. Uh, question number three, have you ever been starstruck? Um, yeah, like so, so many times. It's been um, like the biggest one. Outside wrestling. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm taking a little bit because I've been starstruck a lot. <laughs> You're like everybody. The funniest, the funniest one to me was like, like uh, John LaJoel like has a YouTube channel and I was a big fan of his. And um, I saw him at like a Starbucks and like for some reason, like, he, like almost bumped into him as I was walking out and he was walking in and I like couldn't believe it was him because I just watched his songs and I was like, everyday normal guy Every, like I said it like that and he gave me the like this like, the look kind of just like who's this guy like why is he doing this like let me into Starbucks so I can get my cappuccino <laughs> <laughs> I was, was this in LA I feel like this was afterwards I was like why did I say that <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say this only happens in LA where you run into your favorite YouTuber yeah. celebrity at Starbucks and it was like it, He's like he's a he's a big star, but it's it's not like he's like Jackie Chan or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. But still, it's like <laughs> a thing though. Thing, yeah. Uh, question number four: Your favorite LA hangout or spot to visit? Ooh, there's a couple. Um, Jinkies Cafe in Studio City is my favorite brunch spot. That's where we take the P boys. It's our dogs, Bowie and Presley, to have. Uh, garden scrambles with vegetarian chorizo and we feed them tots and then i get pumpkin pancakes there's a lot of information um oh that sounds really good i'm gonna write this down afterwards i'm gonna be there next week watch <laughs> we'll see you there yes yeah, so imagine like hey yo what's up yeah. i got the brunch spot Go try those pumpkin pancakes. <laughs> that's awesome uh any other spots um favorite surf spot is el porto in manhattan beach favorite man it sucks that so many movie theaters shut down yeah. Because I really liked arc lights. Now they're all kind Have of they like, all shut down. Yeah, like some I didn't know of them that. Were regals, but they all like regal cinemas. But they're all there's no more arc lights, which really sucks. They even took down the one right there by the CNN building. Um. Yeah, and I don't know if they took like demolished it or whatever, but like it's no longer an arc light. Oh man. Okay, I see what you mean. Okay, I need. I had well, no it, idea. It still exists, but like. Uh, 
and I'm not sure like what what name they're under now. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Uh, Nobu and Malibu, good one. Uh, Which one? Sorry. Nobu and Malibu. Oh yeah, I like that one. Yeah. How about you? Favorite LA spot. Oh, I like to go anywhere, but I mainly love to like walk to go to like the malls. I like to go to, I like to go to the Americana and places like that and walk around and, you know, do little things, walk at the Santa Monica pier, the promenade in Santa Monica. I like to walk there too. <laughs> so I like to I walk on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. Pasadena, like downtown Pasadena. I love to walk there too. I love all the places that they have and discovering like new the, little restaurants. The city capital almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I love seeing all that type of stuff. I love it. Really cool Assassin's Creed uh, short project there. Oh, really? You think about it, it looks very Assassin's creed huh? Yeah, that's true. That's true. You're right. You're yeah. definitely right on that one. All right. Uh, question number five. What's the coolest thing about wrestling in a match against, uh, what, what was the coolest thing about wrestling in a match against Bad Bunny? Um, I think the amount of respect he had for the art of professional wrestling and the amount of passion that he had for doing really well. It was really cool to see someone of his like star, star meter, star value, just like the number one recording artist in the world, be a wrestling fan and decide like, I want to do this, but if I do do it, I don't want to do a bad job. I want to do an amazing job and that's going to take a lot of work. And he put that amount of work into the performing well at the match we had at WrestleMania. And I got to see that and realize, you know what? Like, this is exactly why this dude is successful. He's very smart. He knows incremental work leads to incremental improvement. He doesn't mess around and he takes doing his job very seriously, whether that's wrestling or music, but he doesn't necessarily take himself seriously. Like he's, he's down to joke around and have a good time. He's a very nice guy. Wow. What was your reaction to that Canadian destroyer? Um, I had to fight for that. A lot oh, of people really? did not think that uh, we should do that. Like worried about like my safety and like, I was like, my safety, come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, but uh, we, he wanted like uh, he wanted to do something cool. I suggested that. And then he was a little nervous until we did it a few times. And um, I think then he was like stoked about like the possibilities and then when it was raining again on the day, we had to like convince people that it's fine in the rain. The rain actually would make a lot of things more dangerous, but not that probably. Wow. Wow. Okay. I mean, that's really, that's really cool. Okay. Question number six, if you could tag team with any celebrity, who would it be? Johnny Nitro. That guy was great. <laughs> Question number seven, favorite TV guest role that you did. Ooh, favorite TV guest role. Um, Probably the role of Ryan Davidson on Baby Daddy, which was a sitcom like in front of a live studio audience. And I was acting and it had a little wrestling match against Derek Saylor, who's a good friend of mine. He actually lives like a few houses down. Randomly. Oh, wow. Okay. But um, it was really cool to act in front of a live studio audience because it's not something that a lot of people get to do. And it reminded me of wrestling a little bit. Like, you get those instant reactions. Yeah, and like the the uh, audience will laugh at the jokes and they're there to have a good time. And it felt like, it just felt really cool. That's awesome. Question number eight, um, WWE memory you look back at most fondly. Whew, uh, that's tough. There's debut. You know what? Like this is one of those questions that's tough to say, what is your favorite or what's the one best? But there's so many, like 
wrestling Jeff Hardy, um, wrestling CM Punk, um, Miz and I like winning the tag titles, wrestling Miz in the Falls Count Anywhere match, wrestling Sheamus in Falls Count Anywhere ladder matches, WrestleManias, like there's there's so many good memories. Man, uh, question number nine, uh, who uh, who's one of your favorite talents to watch right now, um, whether it's in the indies or in any other promotions? Whew. Uh, well, Taya definitely is. Of course, is my, of course. My number one. Um, you know what? Like, there's a lot of really cool, like, uh, man, the Vikingo is like next level. And, and you got to work watching, with him too. Yeah, which was, it blew me away how like watching him, I was like, this guy's next level. Then working with him, I was like, oh man, he's really next level. <laughs> but there's also people like Gringo Loco that I really like wrestling someone like Vikingo because I can watch and appreciate what they're both doing and how like it takes two people like that that are both extremely good at what they do to put on your five-star match or six stars or however many stars we're rating matches these days. Man, that's incredible. I'm so glad. I'm so happy you shouted out Gringo Loco too, because I feel like he he definitely deserves a lot more attention for all of the work that he's doing. It's incredible. Uh, question number 10, last question. Describe yourself in three words or less. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything at first because I was like, shoot, now I'm going to start taking out my words. Um, let's see. Three words or less. Down to clown. All right. I like that. Okay. Completely unexpected, but I will take it. Awesome. Uh, John, I want to thank you so much for doing this interview with me. I know I end up taking up way more of your time than I promised I would, uh, but I think we had a lot of really good conversation here today. So I seriously want to thank you uh, for just taking the time to do this interview with me. And before we go, just let the people know where they can follow you, where they can support you and all of that good stuff. Um, well, thanks for having me. We always have really great conversations. You can follow me on Twitter at Thrill Morrison, on Instagram at John Hennigan. My Facebook is John Morrison. Um, I don't think that's it. Maybe I'll start a TikTok one day. Uh, my YouTube channel handle right now is at the Palace of Wisdom. Maybe I'll start following your lead and putting up more YouTube videos to promote this YouTube boxing match. Yes, you need to. Hell yeah. You got to do it, man. All of that stuff. Get those shorts out there, those TikToks out there. And it just only helps. Yep. So I'm going to post all of the links to everything where you guys can watch MLW, you guys where you can follow John and everything in the description box below. But other than that, I'm Denise Salcedo. This is John Hennigan. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone.